How we doing? This is Rob Bolster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses. You're going to make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Rob with episode number 87 of Shut Up and Grind. So today we're going to talk about leveraging your passion to change the world. I know that's loaded, but we're going to break it down for you. Don't worry about that. No, but first, you know, we got to talk about the Grind Gear. It's how you can support the channel. Shut up and grindgear.com. Of course, I'm not wearing any of it now. I have my usual black tank top on. But we have pretty much everything in that store. And that just goes to help promote the show. Or if you want to give, that's not it. There it is. Or if you want to help out with a financial one-time donation, you can get it here at this link. Shutupandgrind.me slash support. So if that's on your heart today, that is an option. All right. So again, with the new show we have coming out starting on June 7th. Okay, June 7th, we got five panelists. We're going to do this every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. So and we're going to pick difficult topics, but we're going to have rational conversations. It's not going to be one of these slug slugfest type of debate shows. So the first one is on the seventh. We're going to talk about should critical race theory be taught in elementary schools. So that's probably going to be a fiery one. But like I said, it'll be my job to keep the fire to a minimum. So that's going to be exclusively on YouTube because I want to keep it separate from this show. Even though I am the common denominator in both shows, but still, I'm going to do my best to keep it separate. All right. So now about today's topic. So if you've been following the show for a while, you know what all about clearing out the obstacles, and you finding what your true passion is. And so you all know for me, it was being in those restaurants, working long hours, missing out on everything, having to reschedule vacations or ask permission to take vacations, you know, having to leave early from, from the kids after school activities to go into the restaurant, and then just being just under duress you know, for the entire shift. And for the people that love that industry, God bless you. I'm not knocking it. It just wasn't for me. And so I just reached that point to where I knew I wanted to do something where I could be happy, something where I could be back around sports again, around coaching again, and where I could wear a tank top into the office. And so it worked out beautifully. And so I made that switch into fitness. And I absolutely love it. But I still know I want to go further. Like I want to get into something where I can have a more global reach. And I'm proud to announce that this show is now being heard in 20 different countries, like unreal. But I got forced into it because I bought the microphone, I bought the speakers, I bought the green screen, I had the graphics made, had the website made, and they did absolutely nothing with it until COVID shut my gym down. And then once that gym got shut down, then I pushed forward with the podcast. And, and honestly, I wish I did it when I first bought, bought all the stuff because I sat here collecting dust for about a year and a half. But but anyway, so it's for those of those of you that you have something within you, but the forces that be are keeping you from moving forward. So hopefully with today's guest, no, hopefully with today's guest, we're going to help you guys sift through all that stuff that's blocking your path to what you truly want to do. All right. So who's going to help me have this conversation? Right. See, ooh, well, I failed. See, this is a live stream fail right here because I took your uh, I took your bio down. <laughs> all righty then. See, and this is why people record, but that's all right. All right. So she's a human rights activist, a consultant, and a coach. After more than 10 years working full-time in a nonprofit world, she was tired of being restricted on when, how, and where to work. 
Funny, I just said the same thing. Right. So venturing out on her own, she struggled with how to navigate being in business for herself. Fiercely passionate about changing the world, but not knowing how to bridge the gap into the entrepreneurial space. Now she helps those working in nonprofits leverage their passion to change the world and become what she calls humanitarian entrepreneurs. So welcome, Tiffany Moore, to the show. Hi, Ross. Hi, everyone. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing today? Good, good. Exactly. When you were going through that intro, I was like, I've said all that in my bio. Are you reading my bio? No, you took it down. So. <laughs> but that's awesome. See, this is this is why we're, we're, we're reading together because this this is exactly it, that, that synchronicity. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and share with the audience. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, it's going to be awesome, awesome conversation. So I start off with everyone, you know, who, who is Tiffany? You know, because too, too, yeah. too many shows go by and people talk on topics, but you don't know who the person is. Yes. You know? So we want to get to know you, what you've been through, and then we'll build up to, to what you're doing now. So I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is the first thing I said in my, my bio is that I'm a human rights activist. This is what I do. This is what I, I know I was put on the planet this time for like, this is what I'm here to do. I, I specialize in women's rights activism, as well as criminal justice reform. This is what I do. This is who I am at my core. And so, you know, a, as you had read that I was trying to do it a certain way. It wasn't working. So I've, I've shifted my focus and changed to leveraging my passions to change the world, but on my own terms. Love it. All right. So before we dive into the backstory, mm -hmm. actually, no, let me highlight that and then I'll come back to that. All right. So human rights activists. So you must love humans, right? <laughs> I don't, <Yes. laughs> don't want to assume. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So, so gr growing up, like, were you all, always a, a people person or is this something that you grew into? I mean, I would actually describe myself as an introvert. Um, so <laughs> I think it's, um, I just, I, um, I originally come from the deep South and I think just being around um, dirt road, just my family, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I um, knew that there was more to the world. And so I started reading and my family never really knew what to do with that because I'm, I, I'm definitely the black sheep. Nobody knew what to do with me. I was constantly reading. I was constantly learning. And I saw all of these issues that um, needed to, to be talked about that weren't being talked about, especially in, in a deep, um, small town. Um, yeah. th there really needed to be conversation about these. And so I continued to learn. I continued to study. And this is what I've dedicated my life to. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So describe be being the black sheep of your family. Oh, no one just never knows what to do with me. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, oh, that's just Tiffany. Like, I don't know. Um, because I, I, I want to learn. I want to understand. I want to travel. And uh, most of my family is from the South and they don't really want to cross the Mason Dixon or go anywhere outside of their area. And mm -hmm. I, I think that was uh, always a pain point for me is um, there's so much that I believe, you know, certain members of my family could do. I mean, all of my members of my family could do, but they just limited themselves. And if they just push themselves a little bit and I understand you're comfortable with this, but I, I for me, I, I saw that as settling and I refused to settle. And that's why I think I've really forged this path for that entrepreneurial journey because I'm, I'm not going to settle. I'm going to live the life that I want and not just take what's handed to me, not that victim mentality. I'm going to create my life. Love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Mentality, got to write that one down. Pe people hate it when I use that word victim. I think it's it's a, it has a different connotation because when I'm in the nonprofit space and there is a lot of that victimness, I think yeah. that you know it's it's just looked at differently and people don't necessarily want to think of themselves as a victim. Um, but if you're really living from circumstance, you're not taking ownership of your life. You are in that victim mentality. You're not creating what you actually want, and you can. It's true. It's like mm -hmm. this is a you know. I guess it's a funny example, but with my with my gym clients, 
like we do races together, like Spartan races, Tough Mudders, you know, th- those yeah. kinds of things. And we, we segment into groups, you know, so I have the speedsters, mm-hmm. I have the, the middle group, and then I have, I call them the pokies, you know, the slow, the slow, <laughs> the slow pokies. And so, and so when I first started it, you know, some people were, were you know, they were not really like offended, offended, but they're like, uh, pokies, I'm like, are you fast? They're like, no, so own it. <laughs> right? Exactly. You're at least doing it. I mean, yes. there are those because I ain't doing a tough mutter. I ain't trying to get electrocuted. I know what happens in those races. No. Yeah. So, at least you're doing it. Even even if you've got the pokey label, exactly. Own it. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. like yeah. And like my thing is is you show up, you show up authentic, you yeah. you show up genuine, and that has to do with every facet of life. Like the people who are faster, they're not gonna feel bad because they're fast. Right. right, like these guys in the middle, they're not gonna feel bad because they can't keep up with the faster people. And for the slow people, you guys know you're slow. Band together and get through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And you're like, doing that. it. That's yes. that's the thing. That's and so many people aren't. So exactly, yeah. yes. so true. I say that all the time. You're faster than everyone sitting on the tail right now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So. What what was your 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 big goal when you were a child? Like with with me, I wanted to step out into an arena with tens of thousands of people and sing. Now I can't sing oh, to save I my life. That. I can't <laughs> sing to save my life. Well, I mean, I I think I can. I I think I can, but in reality, I can't. But everyone was kind of in the shower. Like, that that you know. Oh yeah, in the shower, in the car, I go oh, off yeah. in the car. <laughs> you know, but what was yours? You know, and that was the funny thing is that I knew what I felt was inside of me, but I wasn't able to articulate. When I look back on, um, because my mother was very, very sentimental and saved like all my school papers and stuff. And when I look back on those, everything that was consistent was travel. That's what I knew. I wanted to experience other cultures, experience um, life firsthand and really advocate. But I, at that age, I didn't know how know how to articulate that. I didn't have the language to say, this is what I wanted to do. I felt that inside of me. And so I tried to figure out, oh, well, you know, maybe I could be a nurse. Maybe I could be a politician. Um, you know, all these things, <laughs> um, you know, uh, that I was like, okay, well, these are the traditional career paths. And so let me try to do that. And I tried to do that. And I was just very unhappy because that's not what I'm supposed to do. I just felt it deep inside. I just didn't know (laughs) if that makes sense. Yes, it does. If that resonates with anybody else in the audience, you know, but it's just, how do I articulate it? Yes. See, and that's part of the reason why, why I say your true power lies in your story. Because when I'm helping clients try to get clarity, whether it's in their brand or if they're starting up or whatever it is, I go back to their backstory because there's something in that backstory that you're kind of hanging on to and you're hanging Mm -hmm. on to it for a reason. So even though I spent all those years in the restaurant industry, I would still go out to go out to track meets and just watch, you know, like I'd find some, some athletes I could help fine tune in the high jump. Like, like I I kept my foot just enough in the water Mm -hmm. to to keep it alive in me. And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like everyone does that. And, as I go through these people's backstories and I showed you my notebook, I mean, I got pages upon pages yeah. and there's somewhere in there where people finally make that, that switch. They step into that thing they were holding on to. Right. So did, did you feel that was the case with you? So I think it was really, um, I had went through undergrad and I knew I was going to grad school, but I was like, I'm just, you know, working full time, going to school full time. I'm just exhausted. I just like need a minute. So I took a year off and that year I entered a traditional career and knew that I was going to go to grad school with that career. So I, um, you know, went through that for a year, entered into grad school. Then I was doing exactly what I did in undergrad. I was working full time in a very demanding position. And then I was going to grad school in a very demanding field. And after that, I just got so burnt out. I, for so long, I was just constantly, constantly, constantly grinding that when everything was done, like my health caught up with me, just life caught up with me and I just couldn't do it anymore. And that's when things really 
came to a head and I needed to really evaluate everything and try to figure out, okay, well now what? Okay, well, let me try to figure out because I'm constantly sick with my autoimmune issues and just all these other issues. Um, what am I going to do? And then it got to a point where, well, you know, this, this um, full-time position still isn't making ends meet because now I have to pay back all my student loans because it was in deferment for so long. So now I'm in a very professional position during the day, but I'm a janitor scrubbing toilets with a master's degree at night, or, you know, I'm working retail selling candles. And it's, you know, it's, it's frustrating because it's like, I, there's gotta be something else. And that's really when I started to, figure out this entrepreneurial journey. Um, of course, lots of pitfalls along the way, but, you know, I, I started going and, um, you know, your clarity comes from the action that you're taking. So even if it's just baby steps, as long as you're going with it, you're doing something, the clarity will eventually come. And, and that's what happened. It just took a little bit longer than I would have liked. Uh, but it, that's, <laughs> but that's, you know, just, it's in the journey. It's not in the destination. So learned a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's backtrack a little. Mm-hmm. So you said when you were young, younger, you were you were fascinated by travel and experiencing other cultures. What yes. about that caught your eye? I think it was the advocacy and wanting to say that there's so much that's not being looked at in the media. Um, there's so much that's being overlooked and not talked about. And it just really, really frustrated me. And there's this whole idea of concentrate on the states. And I hear you. I hear you. However, it is so much worse elsewhere. You know, the poverty level here and the poverty level elsewhere and just the human rights atrocities. I mean, not that they don't exist here, but just the issues that are happening. That's really where I wanted to amplify the voices of those who are not being heard. Yes. So I don't mean to smirk, but as you were, as you were talking, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me of a Dave, Dave Chappelle stand up. Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> right? he, he was talking about about what you, you just said, you know, about how good we have it here here in America. He's like even the worst, the worst, poorest you know, neighborhoods here. He's like, you go to Jamaica. He's like, and you'll stay in a beautiful five-star resort. Like, it's got the pools. It's got the jacuzzis. He's like, but what they don't tell you, he's (laughs) like, what they don't tell you is that 20-minute drive from the airport to the resort, you will go through the worst poverty you've ever seen. Yes. (laughs) You know, but just the way he said it, because I'm sure sure you've heard him at some point. Yeah. Yeah, Like, he just told that just so funny. So as you were talking about that, that's what was swirling through my mind. So I'm like, I'm trying to not smile while she's being serious. (laughs) You're absolutely right. No, you're absolutely right. Because people, especially in these destinations, they're like, oh, well, this is just, this is paradise. This is fantastic. Yes. In the gated community that you are staying in, sure, sure. It's paradise, but you're forgetting you've got your headphones on and your sunglasses on and you're just excited to get to the resort. You're not seeing everything else that's happening out there. You're absolutely right. And my last episode had a woman that does missions down in Africa. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, saying the same thing. Because I, I did ask her, I said, you know, do you do any work domestically? And she said, yeah. She's like, you know, I, she's like, I try to help everyone. But she said pretty much what you said. She's like, when I first went to Africa, she's like, it's, it's a different level here like it's I was in Uganda yes I was in the internally displaced person camps and just like I I remember specifically walking into one of the homes and I and I am not tall I'm like five six like I'm not super tall and I hit my head on the roof and it knocked um the the stick and it started like part of the roof started to fall Mm -hmm. like I mean it's like just like that level of poverty and just I mean, they don't have anywhere to go. Like they're just crammed in these camps and it's just amplifying yeah. their voices. Yeah, like I say here, here and I drink, I drink water all the time. So like as mm-hmm. she was talking, I was drinking drinking my, my water when she was talking about the differences between here yes. and down there. And she's like, see how, how you can just pick up that water and just drink it? She's like, there right. are villages in Africa where they can't do that. You have to walk miles and miles yes. and miles to get fresh water every day. Yeah, fresh yes. water, healthcare, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what healthcare? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's horrible. Right. Yes, yeah, true. And here, you know, we break our sun- sunglasses, and it's like the worst day ever. Yes. Yes. You know. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and having this show be international, like I've had guests on from all over, mm-hmm. and just hearing hearing the stories, we can even just turn on the news now and look at what's happening in in Israel. Like it's mm-hmm. you know the things that we de- deal with here are so trivial, and most of it most of it's political. Unfortunate, yeah. unfortunately, but Absolutely. that's a, we'll save that for my debate show. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be a part of that debate show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll send send you a copy. Like I'm okay. I'm bu- I'm booking into the end of September now. Like I was nervous oh, at first. Fantastic. I'm like I'm like, where am I gonna find five five people right. for every single Monday? But they're out there. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'll send I'll send you the, the link to that after. Okay, great. All right. So now, so the one thing I was going to circle back to you, you kind of answered it organically, which is why I like just having a conversation. Mm -hmm. But you had said that, you know, you try to do it a certain way. And I feel that a lot of people get stuck for that same reason, because they Mm -hmm. they try this one way that everyone said is the way to do it. They hit a roadblock and then they just quit. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Everything is figure outable. I am horrible with technology. I was just telling you, I was like, where's this link? Because I know I need to download software and I yes. I am horrible. And um, because of that, like I have somebody who does all that for me. It's one of those things like I, you're lucky I can turn on my computer kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and you know, how do you start a business when you are so bad with technology? Well, you find somebody to help you. You either figure it out or if it stresses you out like it does with me, you get somebody to do it for you. You know, that doesn't need to stop you. Um, and, you know, talking about my background, I think that that's something, you know, that happened a lot with my family. I, I, I heard this all the time. And I remember very, very clearly telling my mom, well, why don't you do this? She's, she's a fantastic artist with flowers and just with photography and all these things. And I remember constantly telling her, well, why don't you do something with this? Why don't you open your own business? Oh, Tiffany, you don't understand. It's not that easy. Actually, it is. Especially um, now. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's it's just that um, everyone sees all of the negatives and all of the roadblocks and you yeah. don't believe that you can figure it out, but you can. You really, really can. See, and they, they're looking at people's chapter 50. <laughs> you know, yes. like, they, you know, most people who are there, they didn't start there. <laughs> No, 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 I don't think anyone started there at all. Exactly. It's like, you know, I hope one day when the world gets back to some sort of normal to have a studio with fancy lights and have all Mm -hmm. these graphics that for right now in my spare bedroom behind the green, I mean, in front of a green screen. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like you just start, you just start wherever you are. Mm -hmm. But, but the point I wanted to make with that is that you had, you had your, your reason to do what you want to do. So yesterday I, I was on the Own Your Future uh, Summit with Dean Graziosi and to- Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And Tony Robbins said like one of his pet peeves, and now this dude does $6 billion a year in, in revenue. Mm-hmm. He says, when people say I've tried everything, because he's like, if you tried yeah. everything, you'd be at your goal. Right. And I was like, ooh, right. I like that one. It's like, I like that one. Because I hear yeah. that in fitness all the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I tried every diet out there. I'm like, uh, you mm-hmm. apparently you haven't if you're here now. <laughs> you exactly. Know? Exactly. Know? So, so the thing is, is that you had you had your reason. So like you knew you wanted to break out of your, your small town. You wanted to explore, explore the world, explore other cultures, see what else is out there. So like that was your core reason. Now you just had to find the right avenue. Yes. Did yes. I nail that? Absolutely. And I remember in undergrad, there was um, like this this uh, poster, um, you know, on those bulletin boards, like sticking out and saying, you know, we're looking for people to do some research in Cambodia and Thailand for a few weeks in the summer. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then it was like, well, you know, that's not exactly what I was thinking. You know, I was thinking because, you know, I just I didn't know. And it wasn't necessarily yeah. that I was dreaming of Europe, but it was just like. Cambodia and Thailand, like, huh. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I went with it. Those are the two best countries of all uh, 10 plus countries I've been to so far that I, I just have the most memories and just, just an incredible, incredible experience. So even if it's not what you think is your next step, listen to that internal voice of no, no, you should really apply for this opportunity. There's a reason why you're seeing this. There's a reason why this is being put in front of you. Go with it. Exactly. See, and mm-hmm. I tell I tell people once your reason is dialed in, yes, then you have to keep an eye out for the opportunities. 
know, because yeah. too many Even if times, they scare you. yes, because too many times we're so focused on the what could go wrong, all the negative what ifs, and then the door opens and you can't see it because you're too busy writing down all the negative what what ifs, you know. But like, right. but you you had your reason, and then the universe presented you an opportunity. I um, hear so often that people are just so terrified of public speaking. And what I typically will say in response to that, like they want to be on stage, they want to be presenting. And I say, you realize that no one's actually paying attention to you, right? They're thinking about all the groceries that they need to get, the laundry that they need to do, they're playing on their phone. And that seems to shift something of, oh, well, I mean, they may be paying attention to me, but they're not really paying attention to me. And that kind of relaxes things a little bit. And so it, it dispels that that fear of they're constantly judging me. Because I mean, think back to when you're listening to a presentation, are you fully concentrating on every little thing that's going on? And, and that's where we get into our own heads of like, they're going to pick on this for me or that. And it's, it's, it's not really like that. So stop getting into the what ifs. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I help people. I help people with that with um public speaking mm -hmm. and i tell people along the same lines right along i said mm -hmm. people i tell them i said people don't care about your story mm -hmm. i said they care about your story as it pertains to them yes yes right? yes that's that's what it boils down to that's a so, better way of wording it <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. yeah so like yeah. Like as you were talking, and it it brought me to the Dave Chappelle stand up. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, mm -hmm. Like that's that's just how the human mind mind works. So exactly. So I tell people once you shift it from just regurgitating information to telling a story, then you can pull that person into your story. Mm -hmm. Then you have their like now you have their attention. But if you're just up there saying, "My name is Rob Foster. I drink Ice Canyon water because it nourishes my organs," and you be Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's when they're right thinking out. about their groceries and their laundry and all these <laughs> yeah. other things. Exactly. Yes. So true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and everyone, everyone can do it. See, that's the funny part, because the more I teach this, mm -hmm. it's not even that they have a fear of public speaking. They have a fear of public rejection. Yes. The judgment <laughs> that everyone's yes. judging them. Like, and I think that it's because of the internet, everyone's so scared of being trolled and so yeah. scared of the negative, but they're forgetting that message that they have. They were, everyone out there is put on this planet with a special gift. And if, if you don't go after that, you're going to always be miserable, you know, and yep. what's going to be more important, helping the people or the animals or the planet or whatever your passion is, or being just scared that you know, people are going to judge you and people are going to reject you. What's more important to you? Yeah. And what people don't realize too, is that people, even the ones that might talk about you, they really don't care as much as you think they do. Right. <laughs> like they, they really, right. it's like, I'll watch something. I'll be like, wow, that was stupid. And then I go on, I go on with my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if I look at something, Hey, that was great. And then I go on with my life. So like, so like either way, you know, no one's going to be, be stuck on it. And I fell into that that myself. Like it took me a minute to pull pull the trigger on, on this debate show because I, I had because like just because you know this is a bunch of two year olds on the internet. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you take a you take a difficult topic and people just you know they just insult each other. Like after a while, they're not even discussing the topic anymore. They're just insulting yes. each other. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to do this. It's like I can't sit back and just complain about it. I'm like I'm I'm going to do this. We're going to take tough topics. We're going to bring five people from all over the world and we're going to discuss this topic like rational human beings, you yes. know? And so like, I'll give you a quick, so like I said, critical race theory is the first one. The second mm -hmm. one is did Derek Chauvin get a fair trial? Mm -hmm. The next one is what does racism mean to you? And police brutality, does the media gaslight it? You know, so it's like, so there's four mm -hmm. pretty, pretty hot, hot button topics, <laughs> But we're going to tackle them as adults because figure somebody needs to be talked about. Yes, exactly. People can't be scared of having these difficult conversations. Yep. Yep. That's when and, nothing happens. And taking difficult actions because you yes. said it earlier that clarity comes from action. Yes. You know, so Absolutely. so when you were finding your clarity, yes, did did you have to? Did, did you have to like learn anything new? Did you have to research something? Like, how oh, did, yes, you, how yes, did yes. you get there? <laughs> um, so I remember 
having um, lunch with one of my friends and she's like, well, you're good at writing grants. Why don't you just be like a grant consultant? And I was like, yeah, I can do this. And for all of you grant writers out there, <laughs> like that, that is one of my contracts right now, just a very small contract. I really like the organization. Sure, I can do this for you. But like writing grants full time, Oh, oh, no, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> um, so I learned really quickly um, that that's not what I really wanted. Um, and then um, I tried some other stuff. And a big thing, as I brought up earlier, was the technology. I am horrible with technology. And so I tried to learn it on my own. And that became more of a stressor. And all these things started to come up for me. And so that's when I just resounded to, I need to hire somebody and not have that fear of, around money issues, um, because that's something huge in nonprofits is, you know, is this is selfish for me to try to learn and grow. Um, this is selfish for me to be doing all of these things. Like I need to focus on the people and all of those issues. But, you know, in order to have the impact, in order for people to understand that they have another option, they have choices, people need to have the access to the technology and I need to hire somebody to be able to do that. Cause I cannot. <laughs> so. <laughs> See, and it's good that, that you recognize that and you own that. Yes. yes. You know? So yes. like, as, as I said earlier, before, before we came on that, you know, I'm not the world's most organized soul. And like, then the people close to me, like they know this, like my PT yes. clients still, they'll, they'll text me the night before to remind me like, you know, <laughs> mine are five 30 tomorrow. Like, Oh yeah, I know. I like, I can have it in my phone and mm -hmm. still forget. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll text me and be like, I'm here. And I'm like up the street. I'm like, crap, uh, 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 get on the treadmill. Yeah. I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses and owning yeah. what we are and not being ashamed or embarrassed of that. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's a tech generation and I still struggle the way I do, but that's okay. That's why there are people and you're supporting other businesses yeah. by hiring people who can help you and you're exactly. both growing together. Exactly. And that's what, what we have to have to understand. Like whenever I hear the word independent, like nobody's really independent. Oh no. Nobody is. It's like, you know, you can't get through this life without the help of someone else. You, you right. can't, <laughs> right. Absolutely. You can't do it. So, right. so it's like just, just understanding that fact, you know, can help people go a long, long, long way. Cause like mm -hmm. I've witnessed it first firsthand you know, it's like I'm pretty stubborn in some things, but I also know things I suck at. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of the th like the things that I do well. Yes, I want to do it because that's what I do well. Right. You know, the things I do mm -hmm. not do well, I have no problem passing those right off to someone else. <laughs> no problems whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely. And taking the element of control out of perfection, like everything has to be perfect and only I'm going to be the one who to make things perfect. Like that's mm -hmm. perfection is a myth. It's yeah. a complete myth. Yep. So, and you're, and you're putting yourself in, um, like this, uh, inability to move. If you have to be perfect, you're not making yes. that progress. You're not getting that clarity because you're not taking the action because it needs to be perfect. Nothing's yep. perfect. Yeah. My, my mentor says all the time that done beats perfect every time. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Then, then the clients that I work with my coaching clients, I tell them that, that too, they're like, Oh, I need, I need the website has to be this. And uh, they, like, not like none of that stuff has to happen right now as mm -hmm. i said you can always upgrade like right. always upgrade you know like mm -hmm. i started out just on the the free the free zoom had no graphics no nothing it was just just the wall because i didn't know how to work the green screen i had to watch a youtube video to figure out how to use the green screen mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's just just a, a whole process like i didn't know what color scheme i wanted the right. first backdrop i had made it was right in the middle so i covered it so, so as I'm sitting here, like no one, no one can see it. Like, like what's right. that say behind you? Like, oh, that's my logo. <laughs> I know? heard once that if you're not cringing when you're looking at the first things that you put out, then like you didn't start soon enough, you know, exactly. so, you know, cause you're waiting for that perfection, but it's, it's a mess. So, yep, so true. <laughs> uh -huh. All right. So when did you, when did you start getting the feelings that you wanted to work for yourself? I think when I was just getting really burnt out, um, I, because my health was at a point where I really thought that I was going to have to go out in disability, um, because I was just, um, so 
you know, burning the candle at both ends for so long, my health had just gotten to a point where I'm like, I can't even make it through a day of work. And it this was just going on for years and years and years. And I was looking at options. Um, but then circumstances changed. I got a little bit better. But then I'm like, you know, healthcare coverage, that's for your debate show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's a problem. But I still like this full time position isn't cutting it. I, I need to have supplemental income um, and uh, to to live, not like to have the fancy luxuries in life, but to be able to live, to pay for the medical stuff, to be able to have a roof over my head, like that type of thing. And so that's really when I need to make a change. I need to do something. And the first step was grant writing consulting and then, um, you know, trying some other things that didn't work. And then um, I'm like, okay, you know what? I just, I'm burnt out with, you know, the, the regular positions, but I'm, like this entrepreneurial thing, it's not working, whatever. I'm giving it up and I'm going to look for another position because, you know, the grass is always greener. I'll just, you know, a different position will make it better. So then I was searching and searching and I came across um, this full-time position um, and I, I'm like, I've got this, I've got this, this is great. They reached out to me and they're like, um, you know, we're sorry, we're offering it to somebody else, but, um, we have this consultant opportunity. And I was like, huh, <laughs> you know, this is not exactly what I thought. Um, you know, I wanted the full-time position, but I didn't realize that, I could have this entrepreneurial thing and it looked like this. I didn't know that there were consultants outside of grant writing or, um, you know, uh, the, the graphic design or things like that. Cause you know, graphic design tech, I can't do it. Um, you know, outside of those type of things, I didn't realize there were other consulting opportunities in nonprofits and you're able to set your own rate and you're able to do all these things and you're able to work for yourself and you're able to have a staff work when you want, where you want, how you want. I didn't realize that, but by taking those actions and realizing what doors were closing, what wasn't the right opportunity, this kind of fell in my lap, but it was based on the actions that I was taking, the clarity coming from action. Love it. Mm -hmm. All right. So what was your initial vision for your business? So my initial vision, I think, was really... Um, staying within the consulting world. And I've been doing this for a bit and I love it. Um, but I've realized, and this is why I've really branched into coaching. There are so many people who don't see this as an opportunity for them. There are people who think that nonprofits are the only way to, to change the world. And I remember um, talking to a foundation once and they said, there's um, this big issue that we're having with all these international organizations and they're coming in and they're saying, you can work remotely and we're going to pay you a higher salary and all this and it's competition. And I said, it's not competition because not everyone's going to want that. So this entrepreneurial way, it's not competition for the nonprofits. It's allowing people another option yeah. to change the world on your own terms, you know, if, but there's not, everybody's not going to want this path. There are people who want a set schedule and who want to go somewhere and, and do a certain thing and not worry about taxes at the end of the year and all these things. I mean, there's workarounds for these, but for some people, and I just keep thinking of my family, my family has not, will not start an entrepreneurial venture. They refuse. And that's okay. If you're okay with doing this, that's great. My platform is to allow people to understand that there is another option. You know, nonprofits don't have a monopoly on changing the world. You can do this, you know, in an entrepreneurial way. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. And so with, with what I do, I say that too, that I help people Basic, basically change their world mm -hmm. just from how they present themselves. Yes. You know, so, you know, so like I'm working with, with a young, young man now. He's down in Florida. Florida, yeah. And 24 years old, very introverted. He's mm -hmm. looking to become a creative writer. Mm -hmm. And so he says he put, put out resumes and, you know, no one's getting back to him. So I had him send me a copy of it. And mm -hmm. so I'm looking at it. I was like, dude. It's like you know how how they tell people they, they tell people that you know you got you got to be humble. 
a resume, not in a resume. <laughs> a resume is not the place to be humble. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. and that's is you know, con- confidence. Confidence is everything. It's like how you yes. how you show up is everything. How you present yourself is everything, and yes. how you present your experience is everything. So the the core of what I do is I help people take take what they think is their mess. And I'm like, this is your power, baby, right here. This is not your mess. This is your power. Right. So it's like we we motivate people by taking the worst parts of our life, taking you through it, and then mm-hmm. showing you how we got through it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and speaking of, you know, like the um, the humbleness and in, in, in all of these things, like if you are unable to um, brag on yourself, then you get somebody who can. And, you know, there are resume writers and there are people who can do this stuff. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be all on you. If you're really yeah. struggling with that, there are people who can make you sound fantastic. Like, yeah. what oh, did that? I did that. You know, yes. and, and there's no shame in that. It's yeah. okay. So I've had a couple articles written about me and, and as I'm reading them, same thing, I'm, I'm like, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I had my daughter read. I was like, I'm kind of awesome, huh? <laughs> I was like, I definitely wouldn't have worded it this way, but exactly. I'll take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I say it all the time. Get a hype man. If you can't do it, get a hype man. Yes. And there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It's not um, conceited or any stories that you're telling yourself of like, Oh, I can't do that. That's not me. I'm too introvert as an introvert. That's okay. I, you hire somebody to do that for you. And that is okay. Yep. And see, and, and on that line too, when, when I spoke in schools before, before COVID, I would do a big section on confidence because yes. so, because you know, the kids, especially the younger kids, they mistake it for, for cockiness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, cockiness had its place. Right. <laughs> so it's like right. I, I was a competitive athlete. You know, right. so right. like exactly like when There's I stepped out, yeah, when I stepped out onto the track, I I let the other people know you got your hands full today. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, like I trained hard. I'm mentally prepared. Like you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> and in that yes. environment, yes, it's it's needed. Like if you're any type of leader. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to be assured that that person can get you to where you want to be? Mm-hmm. I think that right. the the issue with why people uh, mistake it for cockiness is there's a difference between owning um, attention and demanding attention, like demanding yeah. your authority, and you know just having that presence about you, having that confidence, yes. and it's you trying to figure that out um, for yourself. And and exactly, you need that as a leader, right? Yeah, because like I'm not gonna hire someone that says, Yes, Mr. Foster, um 50-50, I can probably get you to your goals. That'd be right. five, that'd be five thousand dollars. Uh no. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. no, I want I've done this X amount of times. I've helped this amount of people. These are my reviews, these are my testimonials. Like, you come on with me, we're gonna get you there. Believe you know, in like yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that message. And if you're gonna hire someone, you want that message. Right. You no, know, you're gonna hire a painter for your house. <laughs> you know, you're, well, you know, we're okay. <laughs> it's like you no. don't show up when you're gonna say you're gonna show up. This is the issue I've had with my contractors and redoing yes. my porch. Like, you know, show up when you say you're gonna show up, do what you say you're gonna do. And that also speaks volumes. That yes. also goes to you commanding that authority versus demanding it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I teach people also demand it of yourself. Yes. Because we demand that from everybody else. Right. Right. From everybody else. But then you're you're hitting snooze in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're putting off the things that you know needs to be done. And or, like Yeah. Or even like that negative self-talk of like, oh, I can't believe you didn't do this. And really that self-deprecating yes. language. And you would never talk to anyone else like that. Like that's yeah. just not, but it's okay to talk to yourself like that. You know, and exactly what you're saying about the the hitting snooze. I mean, obviously, you're you're coming for more of the fitness end, and you know, people yeah. who are saying, "Oh, I can," you know, "I can run tomorrow," or you know, like all of those things. You know, where is your self integrity? Where is your self accountability? And that, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you're putting it off like that, so it's true. Like if, if you're mm-hmm. putting it, like the the way the way I tell them, you're starting the day procrastinating. Right. <laughs> if you do that, your first thought <laughs> in that morning mm-hmm. is I'm going to wait five more minutes. Right. 
You know, right. then that sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yes. You know, whereas like mine, I don't even have snooze enabled on my phone. So when the alarm go, goes off, I I sit right up immediately. Set up, you know, 4.20 in the morning, start moving mm-hmm. around. I drank probably about a third a third of this just to get everything jump started. And I get mm-hmm. up and start the day. You know, like if if you can mm-hmm. if you can hold off 15 minutes, then just set the alarm for 15 minutes later. Right. <laughs> when the alarm gets up, goes off, you get up and right. you go. Mm-hmm. You know, like all these little ways that that we program our subconscious mind to sabotage ourselves. But also knowing what your and this is the great thing about your entrepreneurial journey and what you were saying is like you can come to work in your tank top, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can do that. But knowing what, where your strengths and weaknesses are and, you know, if you are a night person and you prefer to sleep into noon and work noon to like, you know, three in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, know that about yourself and really working with that. I mean, I'm not, I'm a morning person. I'm 430. I, I, I hear you. Um, <laughs> but I know that there are a lot of other people who just don't work. That's not their skating rhythm. Like that's, you yes. know, not who they are. And, and that's okay too. Just knowing who you are and owning that, like what you said about the, the pokies, owning who you are. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah like, I heard uh, one one of my clients, she comes to me, she's like, she always calls me by my full name. She's like, Robert Foster. She's like, I want to be 30 pounds lighter and five inches taller. Oh. I was like, well, I can help you with the first one. I was like, <laughs> I was like but let me tell you, because like I'm almost six, six two. And I was like, it's not all perks being tall. You yeah. know, like it's just not. I've, wa- I've walked into chandeliers. You know, you're cramped in on, on the airplane, especially if the guy in oh, front of you reclines and <laughs> you're stuck like that for three hours or wherever yeah. you're going to. I said, so we have our pitfalls too, mm-hmm. you know, I said, but you just got to take, take what you were handed and maximize it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like not, not everyone's body is going to shape up the same. You know, right. like there's a guy, there's a guy at the gym. I think he's five, eight. I want to say he's five, eight and he's wide. Mm-hmm. So like, he's just built for heavy. I'm mm-hmm. long and lean. I am mm-hmm. not built for heavy, you know? So mm-hmm. if, I, if I gauge my performance based on what he can do, right. I'm, I'm sabotaging myself. Exactly. You know? And and exactly. I feel like that that's a huge problem, even in the entrepreneurial world, because we're so busy looking at what others are doing instead yes. of just maximizing our craft. Right. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. Um, so I, I think that it's about finding where your strengths are and your weaknesses and um, really dispelling those stories that you keep telling yourself. Um, and I, I know that that's very difficult for a lot of people. And a, a lot of what I, I work with in my coaching is really, um, you know, you can start along your business journey, but there's all these other things that come up. And that's exactly one of those is, you know, seeing those perceived weaknesses that can also be a strength and how can you leverage that to also be a strength. And if it's something that is really just not working and you can't outsource it or, or what have you, then let's talk about getting rid of it. Or like if you can't get rid of, or if you can't um, get rid of it, then outsource it type of thing. So it's really dealing with with those things. Yeah. Like, and you'll, you'll hear people talking about the why a lot. Oh, yeah. And 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 again, you know, on yesterday's training, Tony Robbins just hammered down the whole reason part. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, you don't need a why. He said you need a reason. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's like anyone can come up with a why. And he's like, but you got to have the reason. Like you doing this action will have what effect? Right. You know. So like right. with, when he broke it down that that way, because first I was like, reason why aren't they? You know, kind of the same. <laughs> no, but it can then, be semantics, but it's also yeah. there's people who maybe triggered by a certain word, but if you just pivot and call it, you know, something else, you know, commitment to dedication, you know, like there's um, the walls come down. Um, So sometimes one word will resonate with someone over another. Yeah. That's like I was saying earlier about the word victim. Some some people hate that. I'm not being a victim. Like, but you Mm -hmm. just listed all these things that are happening to you and it's nobody's, it's everybody else's fault. Like that's, that's called playing the victim. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that's what it is. Right. You got to yeah. own it. You got to own yes. it. Or you're going to continue to stay where you are. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. all right. So without giving away, giving away the farm. So how do you, how do you help these nonprofits, you know, with whatever you help them do? 
So with um, my consulting specifically, I work um, specifically with smaller nonprofits. I have an organization that's in Australia. Um, we work throughout Southeast Asia and the Pacific and really um, it's focused on gender-based violence and um, specifically with sex trafficking, but all the other menstrual discrimination, all these other gender-based violence issues. Um, so I work with uh, the copy and and uh, more because that's that's what my graduate work is um, is really um, on women's rights. So it's really helping on that. But on a, a business level, it's trying to under have them understand because it's very much, I want to change the world. I want to change the world, but it's that business part that there's that disconnect. So yeah. I, I will help you on the change the world, change the world. Cause this is my passion too. Absolutely. But we've <laughs> got to also remember that the message needs to get out there. We need to make sure that um, you're being heard and people understand. And it's about having these conversations that are not often being had. And I have these with the other contracts as well. It's really leveraging these small nonprofits to making sure that they're um, not only sustainable where they are, uh, because sometimes they're not, um, but also growing. So okay. having that business end. Nice. And how, how do you find, how do you find your clients? So one of the things is um, where I was talking about really those baby steps Um you know, one thing will lead to another and it's really with the networking. So sometimes it's word of mouth. Sometimes it's really just, oh, I remember you from here um, type of thing. It's really having those networking, um, not necessarily networking events, but really getting where the people are, getting following your passions, getting where they are so that you can start explaining what your strengths are to be able to get these consulting positions. Good stuff. So what are your next steps? So I'm really um, pushing for people to really understand how to get into um, the humanitarian entrepreneurial journey. So one of the things on my website, I have um, a PDF. It's uh, about an eight page document that really helps people understand their passions and go through, like we were saying earlier, their strengths or weaknesses, th those type of things, and really following the next steps so that people can understand that they have options, that they can do this themselves. It doesn't have to be what everyone else thinks, especially coming from um, my graduate work was very academia focused. Like you are going to go on and this is what you're going to do. And that's it. There's no conversation around that. <laughs> and I, I know that working in nonprofits, like that's also the conversation. This is what you're going to do. That's it. This is giving people another option. And this is a tangible way to really figure out, okay, well, what are my next steps? Interesting. I'm going to connect you with someone who was just recently on the show. She, she does something similar. I think I think there's some differences there, but but I think 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 you two should should connect and just see awesome. see where it goes. Thank you. So yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll connect you guys via via email after. Yeah, so like just as you were breaking that down, I was I was like, you know, was thinking of Sonia, and yeah. I was like she does some, something very similar. Helps mm -hmm. helps not nonprofits. I think she's more on like the fundraising end, mm -hmm. like like helping nonprofits fundraise. Something mm -hmm. along those lines. But anyway, well, you guys are in the same realm. Yes. Anyway, yes. So, See, so people, this is the networking. This is exactly yes. it that we're talking about. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. When I first started this this show, like, again, I wasn't sure where I was going to find people to come on and talk. Right. You know, because mm -hmm. you get that that imposter syndrome. You, know, you got, you got oh, the yeah. bigger name, yeah. the bigger name podcast out there. It's like, you know, who's mm -hmm. going to tune in to listen to me? or want to come and talk, talk to me. I'm just starting. I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers yet, mm -hmm. you know? And so exactly yet, yet. <laughs> yeah. But you'll be, you'll be surprised. And then I posted one ad and uh, not even an ad. I, I posted my, my graphic and one Facebook group, just, mm -hmm. just one, that's it. Mm -hmm. One group, not even on my timeline and one group. Mm -hmm. And I booked out three and a half months in, in a matter of 48 hours. <laughs> So, That's so that was when I added the second day, booked those mm -hmm. out. I added the third day, booked those out. And mm -hmm. like I was just saying with the debate show too, there's a, a site called Backstage. I posted one ad on that and I've gotten 133 people booked in for this debate show already. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that action. It's that action that will have the clarity. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Because we, we beat ourselves up too much with the, 
how are we going to and what if it doesn't work? Yes. And then, then we, we, we stay in that sea of, I call that stress, anxiety, depression. It, it, it comes mm-hmm. from staying in the fire instead of stepping out of it. But and I think, you, yeah, that people have like this just negative connotation. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. Failure is not a bad word. Like it's like, I know people ha- think that it's a bad word, but it's really not. If you yeah. don't succeed the way you want to succeed, then you just pivot. You learn your mm-hmm. lessons, pivot. And then it, even if it's, you know, you're doing like all these little turns, but you're learning things along the way. There's no absolute failure. You're learning, you're growing, and you're taking yes. that knowledge and applying it to what may be exactly what you want to do. Yeah. See, and once we realize, once we, we realize that that's where experience comes from. Experience exactly. comes from failing and learning from it. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. yes. Experience. <laughs> exactly. You know, like with, with, when I was younger, you know, I ended up leaving leaving college, but mm-hmm. I did I did go three three times and left all three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but when I went, you know, so like right when you enroll, this way it was back then, anyways, so then ninety two, like you get credit card offers in the mail, like like nothing, you know. And mm-hmm. so I got them all, got the cards in, maxed them all out, didn't pay any of them. Student mm-hmm. loans came, didn't pay any of them either, you know, mm-hmm. just just young and stupid. And mm-hmm. so now with my kids, I'm like get the credit card don't pay any more than 50 bucks on it mm-hmm. it's like say like, don't worry about what your balance is your limit's 50 mm-hmm. that's it it says all right so now get a second card still your limit's 50 mm-hmm. you know so i have like my daughter created an amazon associate account mm-hmm. you know on her phone and like she's she's studying studying uh, kinesiology at the university of rhode island mm-hmm. and so like we're gonna start her with uh personal training and doing group group classes with me at my gym because mm-hmm. I told her I said now in 2021 there is no reason for you to leave school with debt there's just none yeah there's mm-hmm. none like like we were saying earlier if you got one of these bad boys you can have a business up and running in an hour yes <laughs> you know maybe even less yeah you know, but 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 just the point is so like I I struggled with my credit because of those decisions mm-hmm. like bad but it still didn't stop anything. And why? Because I had a reason. And when you focus on that reason, the universe opens doors. So Absolutely. with with my gym, as I said, I couldn't get a loan to save save my life. And then mm-hmm. two two of my clients came and offered to, to fund to fund the gym, you know, and to like yeah. fund it. Mm-hmm. So because uh, I was renting space, I had a lot had a lot of clients and definitely needed my own space. Mm-hmm. But I just kept my eye on the prize. I remember telling my mom. Like, you know what, I'm, since I'm, I'm going I'm to open up my own gym, she's like, how is that? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I said, but what I do know is right now I'm good at something and people mm-hmm. are pay, paying me to do it. I said, so if I just keep focusing on these people, at some point a door's going to open. I, I love that. Yeah. Focus on who you were meant to serve Yes. and the doors will open. I love yes. that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have your, your contact info on here. Can, can yes. people get in touch with you anywhere else? Uh, nope. The website is the best way. Again, that technology thing. <laughs> <laughs> is that why I couldn't find you on Facebook? That's exactly why. <laughs> I own it. It's fine. <laughs> I was at the gym earlier because when I was trying to put your picture into the graphic, you know, it was a PDF, so I couldn't mm-hmm. copy it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'm sure I'm sure she's on Facebook. So I put it this like like 20 <laughs> Tina Moores popped up. And so, yeah. so I'm clicking each one like that's not her. That's not her. That's not her. I'm like, I was like, how does she have a business and she's not on Facebook? <laughs> there are ways, people. There are ways. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Yes. Yes. See, yes. so I started judging you before I even met you. <laughs> that and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. All right, give give us a final word. So everyone, you really can do this. If you really want to be an entrepreneur, believe in yourself. You are absolutely worth this. You have that gift inside of you that you know that you need to be putting out into the world. And you can leverage your passion to change the world on your own terms. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Don't, don't sign out. Yes, sir. Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us, sharing your knowledge, sharing your experience and sharing your stories. So we all appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. All right. Take care. All right. So that was Tiffany dropping her knowledge for us. 
Um, if you're tuning in late, make sure you go back, watch the whole thing all the way through, drop some good information in here for you. Cause you guys know, I say the power is in, in your stories. Why we bring on different, different guests all over the world, all backgrounds, all walks of life. Everybody wants the same thing at some point in life. There's something that they want to do that they're, that they weren't doing. They make the shift and now they're doing it. And if that's you, then you want to reach out. Okay. You want to reach out, find someone in your area. You can reach to me. You can reach the tip, reach the Tiffany. There's, there's tons of people out there that's doing what you want to do. Okay. So don't go at it alone. Get a mentor. I got a mentor. I'm sure she had a mentor. Everyone gets one at some point. So people are here to help you. So if you're in that job that, that you dread, like if you dread Monday and can't wait for Friday, you, you, you need a shift. You need a shift because it shouldn't be like that. Because I get out of bed every day loving what I do now. Because I was that person where I'd pull into the restaurant. And I would sit there and just stare at the building and be like, I don't want to go in there. You know, so if that's you, make the switch. The time is now. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family, right, to be the best version of yourself. So if you need help figuring out what that is, reach out. We are here for you. All right, and now I'll be back on Friday with episode number 88, and we'll have another person helping you to shut up and grind. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster. On Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.